Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Wrestle Chat Radio here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. And it's us, the real three-man band. I'm your host, Jonathan Ragus. Next to me, as always, Brecklin Daniel, Jim Williams. Brett, first, what's going on, buddy? Sweet Harlem Shake It, honey boo-boo. I am excited. The road to WrestleMania is in full swing, baby. Very nice. Jim? Does this mean I play Air Sitar? Okay, here's the thing. I, I've, I've been working on this. Now, Matt Stryker and Justin Roberts, I'm calling you guys out for getting his name wrong. Okay? I'm going to teach you how to say his name right. Okay? It's got to come from deep down within. Ready? <clears throat> Johnny Curtis. Thank you. There you go. I like that. But first, before we start with anything today, we do have to say, last episode we spoke about Triple H wetting himself. <laughs> Oh, geez. Came out today. Encore. Or oh, last night, should I say it? And he did wet himself. And uh, Jim, uh, <laughs> you put together a little bit of a song. Do you want to play that for us? Yeah, uh, sure. Uh, this is called <laughs> Jim Williams Having Too Much Time on His Hands. Please give me just two or three seconds and I'll play it. Here we go. Setting it up. Have to switch the setting. And here we go. Time to set the stain. Time to set the stage. <laughs> Separation Triple H. <laughs> it's all about the stage and how you make it. All about control your blood and tan all this. Heaven's embarrassing shame done to let it hold it. I am the stage, you're the one who made me. I left my mark the way you can't change me. You pissed yourself, no way not to spray me. I am the stage, don't ever mistake me. Like a diaper tumbler, ready to run. I am the stage that I put the rules. You piss on yourself and you look like a fool. I lift you myself like a fire hydrant, channeled it in like a dog in his butt. I am the stain and I'm leaving my mark. <laughs> Alright, I'm crying. I'm crying. Oh, man. Time to set the stage. Preparation. Triple H. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's not quite like Taylor Swift quality, but it is, it is totally up there. Uh, I don't need auto-tune. Oh, wait. Ooh. Oh, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Ooh. Jim, listen, it doesn't have to be Taylor Swift because it was actually better. Damn right. Oh, wait. Oh, it doesn't get better than, tri- than, or than Triple H. No, Triple H. Oh, man. All right. Well, that's always a good way to kill four minutes of a show. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, All right, let's start over real quick because we have a bunch of things to talk about here today on Russell Chat Radio. Um, as we all saw last night, Old School Raw, Undertaker returns to Raw. It is now official, CM Punk versus Undertaker. Uh, Brett, is, is 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 this the right way to go for WrestleMania 29 with these two guys? I, I'm I'm kind of torn on that still. Um, I mean, I guess name-wise, name, name wise, it's probably the best way to go for the two. Um I think that this match makes more sense for CM Punk as, you know, he drops the title to The Rock and he's still getting his name on the WrestleMania posters. He's going to be 
prominent in all the booking and the DVDs and things like that. I mean, looking back at this WrestleMania years and years and years from now, people are going to remember CM Punk versus The Undertaker just as much as they're going to remember John Cena versus The Rock. Uh, from The Undertaker's standpoint, I actually don't think this is the best match for him. I think there were some other people that make sense, but you know, I think it'll be a fun uh, feud to a certain extent. All right, Jim, what do you think, man? From a name standpoint, it is the match that they have to go with. I'm sorry, Sheamus versus Taker wouldn't do it. Uh, any of the other names in the Fatal 4-Way would not have done it because we've uh, had seen it before and what have you. I kind of would have wanted to see Ziggler pushed in that direction to take on Taker, even though we all know the end game as well. And that's something I think, Brett, you want to bring up later on, the fact that even though the card is what it is, the fact that at least at this point, uh, barring some freak occurrence, we know the results of just about all the big matches. Does it spoil it or not? Uh, but uh, you know what? I- I'm intrigued by Punk Taker. I'll-, I'll plunk down a few bucks on it. Sure. All right. Well, I mean, is is this match going to be as predictable as we all think it is? Is there a chance that CM Punk actually ends the streak or what? No. No, 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 no way he ends the streak. Of course, the streak is there are only a handful. And I think you uh, mentioned this in, in uh, on Twitter or something, Brad. Uh, what is the most sacred streak in, in all of sports? Uh, in terms of sports entertainment, of course, this is the most sacred of streaks. It's, <laughs> it's like it's like somebody getting to 57 games in baseball. It's like somebody getting to you know, however many hits uh, Pete Rose had. Mm. Uh, you know, it, it's 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 not going to be broken anytime soon. Well, I mean, records are meant to be broken, right? Yeah, and, and let the record sit, and I said this on the show, I contribute to the North American Wrestling Connection, presented by WrestleChat.net. Smart. Hey, I got to plug in because you won't. Anyway, <laughs> it's true. It's dancing. No, but I, I brought this up before, uh, talking about you know, the streak and whatnot. I think the streak's bogus anyway. Him think- against Giant Gonzalez at WrestleMania 9, he did not win that match. But that's just me. Anyway. Hey, Giant Gonzalez was a superstar, man. No, no, I'm not saying that. Look at the if you watch the match, both of the guys were counting the frig out, but I don't know. Anyway. Well, I mean he he didn't lose though, right? So Well, he won the match. He won the match, but both men were outside for like eighty eighty minutes or so. Well that's because Giant Gonzalez got arrested soul probably couldn't get back into the ring, so Well, yeah, because he's uh well tall. You know, this, on paper, this match definitely looks like it's predictable. I mean, I think it's completely predictable. I don't give CM Punk a, a chance in the world. But uh, last night, uh, as this was going down on Raw, I actually put this out to everybody on Twitter, and I said, is this match predictable? And does the fact that this match seems predictable kind of ruin it for you? And I was actually pretty shocked that probably about half of the people that responded back, I would say 20 to 30 people, who said that they think CM Punk is going to have a legit shot at this. It kind of got me thinking. I mean, if you look at the people that he's fought, that, that Taker has fought in the past, people like Shawn Michaels, Ric Flair, Triple H, it, no, it makes no sense at all for any of those guys to go over. Whereas with CM Punk, you actually kind of have a legitimate name as somebody who maybe a win over The Undertaker would be really, really good for him going forward if he sticks around for, you know, another 10 years. Nah. But, but, Brett, let me beg a question to you. Those people who said he's got a legitimate chance, are these people who would be deemed the Internet fans, you know, by, by the uh, by wrestling know-it-alls, you know, those who are just CM Punk marks, they're not, they're, they're letting their um, allegiance, if you will, blind and cloud the reality, do you think? I don't know. I mean, that's tough to say. I'm sure some of them are big CM Punk fans, um, but... 
we had a lot of responses, and and I was I was really caught off guard at how many people legitimately thought CM Punk is going to have a chance to win this match. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I don't think there's any chance in hell we see it, but hey, I would I would definitely mark out, especially because I already think that the main event is probably more predictable than this. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going ma- to maintain it's not necessarily as predictable as you think. Yeah, it's going to be predictable. It's no, always no, it's predictable. Not. It has I'm been for a while now, Jim. No, I, I have a theory about that. <sighs> What's your theory? Well, let's see. Is it the Big Bang? Yeah, first of all, a meteorite will collide with MetLife Stadium, and, and Brett will be away because he will leave before that match takes place. <laughs> no, um, my theory is simple. Rock can win at WrestleMania and drop the next night on Raw. It's a possibility. I mean, we've seen it happen before. Exactly. I, I, just I, don't, I just don't think they'll go that route with, you know, this way. But keep in mind, keep in mind, this is a a New York, North Jersey crowd. This is the biggest stage of the year. Do they want eighty thousand people potentially throwing stuff in the center of the ring at John Cena at the end of the night? I don't. And that, think so. and that was actually a report that came out a few days ago. Um, I believe it was the Wrestling Observer who who says that the WWE is legitimately concerned about the response that John Cena is going to get up here in in this area. Um, you know, the New Jersey, Philadelphia, New York City area. You know, we are hardcore wrestling fans, and most of the fans that go to the shows locally, whether it be at the Wells Fargo Center, Madison Square Garden, the IZOD Center, uh, you know, the Boardwalk Hall in Atlantic City, you Barclay, tend to yeah. get, you tend to get, our, yeah, the Barclays Center, you tend to get those those type of fans who, um, they're the type of fans who are going to shit all over John Cena. Oh, know? yeah, absolutely. And that's, what, that's what's going to happen. And, and, hey, you know, I will be there with uh, 80,000 people at WrestleMania 29. I will be uh, directly probably in your TV screens, 21 rows up, and you will see me, I promise you, booing the hell out of John Cena. Yeah. Well, I think we'll all be booing the hell out of John Cena, but man, what a cool turn it would be if somehow, some way, Cena becomes a member of The Shield. That would be fantastic. Oh it really would. Hey, listen, man, that's, you know, that's Hogan NWO-esque right there, man. That, that would, would be, be something... Well, yeah, that would be one of the greatest things in the history of our sport, in the words of Tony Giovanni. I would love it, man. You know what? Because it's 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 always predictable nowadays. You know, to do something like that, I think would be just, you know, it, it would be beautiful. It really would be. Exactly. All right, man. Before we get to the next topic, let's bring in a fan who is calling in from the seven oh six area code. What's going on? Hey, what's up? It's Ruler. What's uh, up, Ruler? How are you, man? Uh, just finally tuning in. Been wanting forever to uh, actually be on the show and call in, and hey, here I am now. So Here's your chance. Yeah. yeah, go for it. Yeah, well, I think um, the whole thing about will it be much of a downer to know that maybe Taker will win, um, I would say basically just this, it would matter more if I guess it was a really good show of the whole match. You know, Punk was really putting a lot of effort into it and everything else and kind of had us believing that, oh, my God, he's going to pin him, he's going to win, and stuff like that, kind of how, like, Triple H went about things. If it could have been to that far, to that extent, or beyond, it probably would actually be really good, though, and uh, at least have fans believe that, yeah, maybe Punk's going to actually win this one, but, you know, it comes out, no, he doesn't, so... Not um, unlike not unlike last Monday night's uh, Punk Cena main event where you knew what was going to happen... But you, it was how you got there that made it worthwhile. I agree with you. Yeah. 
I mean, put on a good show. I mean, you know, yeah, it might be, you know, we'll know the outcome, but, hey, put it on to make it somewhat believable. Oh, maybe maybe it's not going to be what we thought it was going to be, but, you know, it ends up, yeah, it is. You know, I mean, have that suspense for itself, you know. That's that's what really drives people, you know, the fans crazy and everything else. So, you know. Yeah. I think the one thing that makes me okay kind of with the predictability of this match is what we're actually going to get. We know that CM Punk is going to go all out at WrestleMania, and The Undertaker, even with, you know, bad hips, bad shoulders, a bad back, a bad everything, the guy goes all out every year at WrestleMania. You can't deny that. He'll still be jumping over the, the top rope to the outside. You know, yeah. he'll be doing all of his signature moves. We probably won't see um, a lot of wrestling. We'll probably see more of a hardcore-style match, no-holds-bar type thing. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think in that aspect, this match could be really, really enjoyable. Yeah, it should be one for the uh, you know for the history books. But you know, question I have now is WrestleMania 29 here. It, you know, after this kind of a match with somebody like CM Punk, what could they do with him for WrestleMania 30? Would we even see him at WrestleMania 30? CM Punk? No, Undertaker. Oh, of course you're going to. Of course you're going to. I think to. I think next year is going to be the last one for him. And who do you think he would actually fight at 30? Considering it's CM Punk now, we already you know is it going to be John Cena? The, I hate it to say it, has I think it to is. be John Cena. Um, there's already talk that next year's main event is looking like it's going to be The Rock versus Brock Lesnar. You know, give me John Cena with the WWE title and let him put that on the line against The Undertaker at WrestleMania 30. That match, fans have been wanting that match for so long. Yeah. Give us that. Give so us that. Cena. What do you see? Taker winning a belt, dropping it the next night, and retiring, or what? Um, I don't know. If he moves the punk, I don't want to see him lose the Cena. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think he would. I don't think the streak's ever going to end. Yeah. I just don't see it happening. And if they're going to end it, I think they would end it to somebody that could probably use it more. And and unfortunately, I honestly, I just don't feel like that guy is is in the WWE right now. I don't feel like there's somebody that would really that that has earned that enough to really take it and run with it for many many years. Um, Not even Fandango. <laughs> Not even Fandango. <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe Taker, you know, retires the next night, and, and we get to see a cool like tournament for the for the uh, for the WWE title. That would be uh, awesome. Awesome. You know, Old we haven't school. seen that in a while. So. Old school. Yeah, who knows? Vintage, oh my! You never know, man. It would be good. All right, Rule Man, thanks for calling, man. We appreciate it, buddy. Take care, yep. man. All right, man. Next week or so. <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> Thanks, Rula. All right, man, let's go to a uh, little bit of more stuff here that happened last night. Uh, the Stain Triple H, he uh, laid down the challenge to Brock Lesnar last night. Uh, Brett, you first. Uh, honestly, does this match even interest you remotely? <sighs> you know, I I am so on the fence about this. I, I want to be excited about it, but a part of me feels like this is just Triple H you know, stroking his ego a little more, giving himself another big name, getting himself a prominent spot on WrestleMania. Don't get me wrong. I love Triple H. I, I'm glad, you know, he he belongs on WrestleMania. But I don't want to see this again. I don't think anybody wants to see this again. Um, and, and, you know, the buildup for it last night is this whole, you know, I watched I watched my dad, Vince McMahon, in the hospital, laying there with a broken hip, blah, blah, blah. And I saw my kids crying for their pop-up and, that made me want to get back in here. I, I just don't think the fans buy that. The fans don't want to see this again. Um, you know, I, I, and, and here's where previously where we were talking about CM Punk versus The Undertaker, and I said there's so much more that makes sense for The Undertaker. 
Brock Lesnar is the guy that should be facing Undertaker this year. Mm-hmm. You have that fantastic storyline already kind of there. The guys have never really been big fans of each other. Oh, yeah, the mutual hate amongst each other, yeah. They, yeah, they go face-to-face at the UFC event a few years ago. It just makes sense. And I don't know why they're not running with it now. And also, from the Undertaker standpoint, maybe I, I, I had heard that Brock Lesnar was considered. He was actually the runner-up to face the Undertaker at WrestleMania 29. The whole reason that that match ended up not going through is because with The Undertaker being so banged up and out of shape, they were worried that Brock Lesnar would probably work a little too stiff for The Undertaker. Yeah. It, it wouldn't make sense. <laughs> what a shock. Which is probably true. Bro, but Brock that's the match stiffer than a, you know, a board. Come on. That's the match that we need to see. And then you do – And if I, had, if I were booking this, I would be doing Rock Cena – Undertaker, Brock Lesnar, and Triple H versus CM Punk. You have year for a year now. CM Punk has been going around trashing Vince McMahon, trashing Stephanie, trashing uh, you know tra- uh, trashing uh, Vince McMahon's doofus son-in-law. I think he called him at Raw 1000 in the shoot. You know, it it would just make sense that here you have the head of the company going against arguably the face, the guy who's kind of the face of the company in some aspects, colliding. It just made sense to me, and they were the three matches I would have run with. Well, you know what? Is that something we can see for WrestleMania 30, considering we got the rumors of The Rock versus Brock Lesnar, and then you look at maybe Taker Cena. Where, where does that leave CM Punk for WrestleMania? By that point, Fandango is going to be the new <laughs> name overtaking. You know, I'm still holding out for my show. return of the goon. Um, yes. Who knows? I mean, a year so far away. I mean, Chris Jericho might come back for the 900th time to put somebody over again. You, and you to put over Robot really Combat League Season 2, smirk. You know what I would like to see? Uh, two guys that I've seen square off a few times on the indie scene. I, w- I wouldn't mind, uh, you know, a year from now, Antonio Cesaro being, you know, really built up if he continuing on the path that he is and see him and CM Punk do it. You know, the, Antonio Cesaro is fantastic. I he agree. Terrific in the ring. Him and CM Punk go back, go way back. You know, those two, Chris Hero, Daniel Bryan, hell, give me all four of them in a fatal four-way match for a belt. Yeah. Uh, those guys will steal the show in, in hardly no time. Yeah, I say, you know what, man, make it a ladder match, man. Throw somebody in like Ziggler and somebody else, man. I think you'd have a crazy, oh, yeah, crazy entertaining match. You gotta throw Ziggler in just for the simple fact he can he can uh, spot like a champ. Cool. I think I think come WrestleMania 30, Dolph Ziggler will still somehow, via technicality, still be holding the, uh, <laughs> the bank briefcase. He, he's well, just going to be holding on to it for the rest of life and never cash it in. Uh, you know, I actually think by WrestleMania 30, we'll know what the E is in Big E Langston. So, yes. <laughs> The WWE booking team is so damn inept. You know, they they book Dolph Ziggler. I know we're going off a little bit here, but they booked Dolph Ziggler a few months ago to win the the Money in the Bank. They make him look so good. They have him beat John Cena at TLC. And now he's like, I was just talking uh, with um, 94 uh, WIP host Spike Eskin yesterday on Twitter about this. And uh, Spike Eskin, he was telling us about um, just how, how Dolph Ziggler, he just feels like Dolph Ziggler's fallen off. I said, I don't think he's falling off. Right now, he's being absolutely booked all the way down in the mediocrity. Oh, yeah. You have a Money in the Bank briefcase winner who normally that means they're going on to become a champion. And you have this guy who you can't even find a place for him in your last pay-per-view. He has to come out and, you know, do some little two-minute match with Kofi Kingston. He doesn't have a storyline going to WrestleMania with most mm-hmm. of the cards seemingly filled out. It just it irritates me what they're doing with Dolph Ziggler because there's not a better wrestler on that roster than Dolph. Well, Ziggler. considering that they booked him to be the next best thing, and then all of a sudden he's losing to the Miz on Raw. I mean, yeah, I mean it's 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 head scratching to say the very least. Mm-hmm. And you know, keep in mind, of course, 
when he cashes in, which I think will be Mania, he's going to just be the B-belt holder, which still means he's upper mid-card. He's not upper card. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess uh, Ziggler versus Fandango at WrestleMania 30 is coming quick. Fandango. Johnny make, Curtis. Sorry. You have to make the A's breathe, James. You got, you got, you got to... <laughs> yeah, just got, just like you guys hit the call letters right. W- and they say. <laughs> All right, let's talk a little bit about Cena to Rock. We got a little over nine minutes left in this show. Uh, you know, same thing with Triple H and Brock Lesnar here. Uh, you know, Brett, are you interested in even seeing this match? No. Br- Jim? You know what? No, not really. The build up <laughs> that fifteen minute segment on Raw during what was it? The second hour, I guess it was. Yeah. <sighs> That was just so... It was the Mutual Admiration Society compared to last year. I mean, good God, where where was the where was the angst? Where was the, you know, the rock just, you know, smacking John Cena down to Fruity Pebble level? Where was John Cena trashing the rock? No, it was the Mutual Admiration Society, and we got to get a zinger in on Lance Armstrong. Hooray! I actually did like the segment with him, though, last night. I thought it was more effective than... Uh, uh, off of the top of my head, most of the stuff that they did last year. Yeah. So I mean, I did like the segment, but yeah. still, I, I don't care. I don't. I don't think most uh, hardcore wrestling fans care about this match, and I think that's known. I think WWE knows that. But then oh, again, but they're go- they're going for the big draw. They're going for well, the non wrestling fans. You know, considering that everybody already mostly knows that Cena's walking out champion again, I think that's the last thing real wrestling fans really want to see is Cena as the champ again. So, Look, can I beg a question, John? Shoot. Rock Cena comes comes to fruition. It happens there at MetLife. You're going to be there, right, Brett? Yes. Are you leaving before the match ends? Uh, no. I mean, uh, it's, no. it's WrestleMania. It's been it's a lot of money. A lot of money. I'm spending close to eight hundred dollars on this trip for just a, a three day trip, and I, there's no way I'm leaving before the end of it. But it will pain me. I'll be like the the, the heavy kid that was uh, breaking DVDs after the Royal Rumble when The Rock and CM Punk lost. You will see me doing that in the parking lot, running in the cars. I'll be the guy flipping cars over or smashing windshields in, all because John Cena just ruined my $800 trip to WrestleMania. Just bring some tissue paper you can ball up and throw at the ring. and you know. That's no fun. I could be like that little Asian guy running through Vancouver. Rwango! We don't do... I am a fan of Philadelphia sports teams. We don't use tissue paper. We do batteries. Oh, yeah. I was at that game. Yes. Batteries, and snowballs, and throw up. Maybe J.D. Drew will join the matchups, huh? Ugh. Not if I don't kill him first. There you go. All right, so basically, I, I you know, I guess, you know, we're, we're we're legit wrestling fans here. We're not too excited about seeing it a rock uh, twice in a lifetime matchup here. So uh, Twice in a year. That seems to be the general consensus, so... Let's talk a little bit more about the actual card at WrestleMania 29. Uh, you know, we were going to go with the buy or sell feature here, but mostly is it buy or go to a friend's house that already bought it so you don't have to pay for it. Uh, Brett, what, I mean, you're going, so you're basically buying <laughs> the actual card. So, uh, He's buying well, by selling out, yeah. Well, yeah. Go, go, down, go down the card. Listen, okay, listen we got the card Rock versus Cena, Punk oh. versus Undertaker, Del Rio Swagger, uh, Brock Triple H, uh, Seamus Orton Big Show Shield, correct? Yes. Back uh, in Mizark Henry, uh, Y2J versus Ziggler. I mean, it looks like it it should be a good card, but then again, this is the WWE we're talking about. Okay, so so that's our card, and, and Jericho or Ziggler, that's still rumored, but it looks like that's going to be on there. So yeah, that's our card, and you're and you're asking us if we're buying it or or selling. Yeah. Okay. Well, 
don't let the fact that I've already spent a lot of money to go to this. <laughs> You're just going because it's WrestleMania. I'm going. I'm buying the spectacle of WrestleMania. Yep. I'm buying, you know, tw- nearly 30 years of counting down to this day, buying it on pay-per-view, throwing big parties. I'm buying the spectacle of attending a WrestleMania. To me, this is this is my Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is my Flyers winning the Stanley Cup. No, okay, not quite. But they will oh. beat the Rangers tonight. <laughs> Um, you wish, <laughs> but you know, as far as the card goes, I'm more excited about seeing some of these people, seeing the rock come out, uh, in with, you know, with 80,000 people there, CM Punk, the undertaker's entrance, which I have seen a few times live, but seeing that and getting those chills, Brock Lesnar live, you know, the spectacle, seeing all the hall of famers lined up on the stage with me and Gene Okerlund, things like that. That's what I'm buying this card. On the other hand, if I were home and I hope Vince McMahon or triple H isn't listening to this, I would be streaming this illegally. Views expressed by Brett are not necessarily those of the site he actually runs or <laughs> this fine network, Fan Junkies Radio. Oh, man. All right, Jim, what do you think, man? You're buying this all on this card. Uh, I'm on the fence. I really am because there are a couple of matches that are intriguing. Uh, if Jericho Ziggler happens, you know that's going to be a good match. I actually want to see Brock Triple H, but maybe for more of a train wreck value to see how stiff Brock works. <laughs> Honest to goodness. Uh, uh, you know, uh, a Punk versus Taker is going to be con- intriguing, and of course, Cena versus Rock gag me with a bleeping spoon. So I- I'm I'm a tweener on this one. There are three matches out of how many did you name? Six. Yeah, seven. Seven. Or seven. Eight, so yeah. I would lean towards slight sell then by by that logic. Uh, but it, you know, like Brett says, it's going to be about the spectacle, the pageantry, the grandioseness. This, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm trying to be Michael Cole here at the beginning of the pay-per-view again. Not good. But you get the idea. Yeah. And and it's and it's New York City, you know, it's 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 New Jersey, New York it's, it's City. East it's it's not New York City. It's well, East Brick and Rutherford. It's right it, up the frickin' turn. If it's in Madison Square Garden, it's in New York City. It's you know, not it, New York City. Okay, okay. Fair enough. Okay, then it's New it's New Jersey. But New still, Jersey, this, this, this is wrestling country. <laughs> this is Madison Square Garden, the spectrum where wrestling really began at those two venues mm-hmm. and, and we're right in the middle. This this is where it belongs, you know, and and that that in itself I think also makes this uh something that, that people need to see as well. And you know, hopefully it's not cold because uh, I would hate to have uh, icicles on the people's nipples at uh What about the Divas? <laughs> They won't. They won't have a spot on the card. You can catch them on the uh, the WrestleMania Active app. <laughs> in your house, they will be during the Cena match. Um, yes. Yeah. No. That's that Somebody's trying to call in. Wrong show, you fools! All right, go ahead. <laughs> All right, man. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know if I'm buying or selling. I'll somehow watch it, but uh, I doubt I'll be actually opening my wallet for it. But uh, honestly, man, you know what? You look at these uh, matches. Uh, you know, Punk Undertaker will probably be a very good match, as Brett said before. Taker always puts his body on the line for everything. Uh, honestly, the the match I'm intrigued for, I think that could be the match of the night, would be Jericho and Ziggler. So, I knew you were going to say that. I, it, listen, you know what? And it's not even because I'm a Jericho fan. It's because, you know what? you got two guys matched up here that are just freaking phenomenal talents in the ring. Yeah, and I'm, I'm curious how they, you know, they fill out the rest of this card. I mean, I think uh, right now we have, I think there were eight matches that we listed, seven or eight matches. Yeah. I don't know how many normally are on WrestleMania, but there's still a lot of big names out there. Oh, that, oh, and and yeah. you know they're going to have some sort of celebrity. Yeah, right there. You know what? There's, you know what? There's no U.S. match. There's no intercontinental match. You know, yeah, team all know is not there. Cesaro and Barrett, at least somehow on this card. No Maria yeah. Menounos, no Snooki. Oh, gee. Oh, 
Hey, Menounos is, you know. Well, well, yeah, exactly. I'll go with her, but the later. No. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, unfortunately, we have uh, not too much time left. So, for the uh, callers calling in, we can't get to you this week. But You should have called in earlier. That's what happens when the stain oh, yeah. takes up four minutes of our show. I did. Well, you could blame Jameson for that one. I beg your pardon. But don't worry, we'll be playing the stain again next week here on. Oh yes, well, because right. I won't be here next week. So there you go. Oh, that's why we need a little bit of you here with us, Jim. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, just want to throw out a thank yous to everybody listening and for uh, our colas trying to call in now and our colas from before. We appreciate it. Um, thank you to Jim Williams from the CLW eighty three network for. Joining us and uh, lw83.com, of course. Yes. Yes, we have to get those uh, shameless plugs in for uh, Jim and his crew there. Thank you. Great stuff. Uh, but anyway, once again, you know, thanks for calling in and uh, thanks for listening. Join us next week for another Wrestle Chat Radio here on the Fan Junkies Radio Network. So, our creator, Brooklyn Daniel, I'm Jonathan Raggis. We'll see you all next Tuesday. Don! Don! Johnny Curtis.